Hi there. If you found us, you're probably a tired parent. It's the middle of the night or the middle of the day and sleep just isn't happening. Well, this isn't Mean Girls. You should not stop trying to make sleep happen. In fact, I'd say sleep or lack thereof is actually preventing other things in your life from happening. Loving, learning, living your best life as a family. Maybe your baby won't sleep through the night. Maybe your little one's nap schedule is erratic at best. Maybe you just can't get your toddler out of your bed and into theirs. You are not alone and you're not without solutions. Solutions that we have. Solutions that will allow you to live life as a well-rested family. This is the Sleep Like a Mother podcast, where you'll find solutions that will have you sleeping like a mother of a well-rested baby. Welcome, I'm Ashley Channer Rizzo, Certified Pediatric Sleep Consultant and Director of Well-Rested Baby. We're a team of mamas and certified pediatric sleep consultants that help children of all ages all over the world get the sleep they need. I'm a mama to not one, but two sets of twins. You heard that correctly, two sets of twins. And they're only 15 months apart. Sleep makes my life possible, and I've made it my mission to help families develop healthy sleep habits in their home so that they too can experience life as it was meant to be lived, well-rested. Today, we'll be talking about a trigger of a great deal of sleep issues, a little something called sleep props. We see you, you're exhausted, your little one is exhausted, and you are willing to try absolutely anything, no matter how gimmicky, to get some sleep. So, you dress your child in a suit that makes them look like the Michelin Man. You let them sleep all night long in a moving swing. You put on a brilliant music and light show. Or, You even give them a nightly dose of a sleep-inducing hormone. The problem with all of this, they're all sleep props, and they're designed to aid your child in falling asleep and staying asleep. That's great, right? That's what we're here for, right? No, not really. See, a sleep prop is really anything outside of your baby's control that helps them sleep. Rocking, eating, and that Michelin Man suit which I'll admit I used before I knew better, are just some examples. Do they work? Sure, sometimes they do, but never for very long. Unfortunately, they're all more of a band-aid on the real issue. Your little one needs to learn to sleep on their own. Now, not all sleep props are bad. The pacifier is a great example of a quote-unquote good sleep prop. The trick is though, not to become a human jack-in-the-box constantly jumping out of your bed to replace said pacifier. If that's you, then the pacifier has fallen into the category of a bad sleep prop. The swaddle is another great sleep prop. In the early months, it's a lifesaver for newborns, giving them the chance to sleep contently for longer stretches before they have that ability to self-soothe. It assists with limiting the startle reflex and it gives them that snug feeling that they're just so familiar with. But like the pacifier, 
Its days are numbered, and once your little one learns to roll over or starts breaking free, that's it. For older children, a lovey of some sort, a blanket, a stuffy. Those are all wonderful sleep props when used at a safe age in a safe sleep environment. Unfortunately though, there are many products that are marketed as the champion of child's sleep. Many, they even deliver on these promises, but often there are consequences. They may help a child sleep, but that child learns to depend on those items to fall asleep. And when they're taken away, you find yourself right back where you started with a little one who requires assistance to fall asleep. Now, of course, at Well-Rested Baby, we think it's a better idea to invest your time and money in teaching your child healthy sleep habits that can last a lifetime rather than products that can provide only a temporary solution. Let's look at Merlin's Magic Sleep Suit, for example. There are parents who love this item, and I can understand why. I was one of them briefly. It can help children make the transition out of a swaddle, but at what cost? Its plump design is much like a snowsuit, which is great for a photo op, but it can lead to overheating. This can lead to not only poor sleep, but it's also incredibly dangerous. The plump design also limits range of motion, putting a child who has rolled over onto their belly at risk and drastically limits a child's ability to self-soothe. Our goal at Well-Rested Baby is to make that process as easy as possible for everyone involved and have long-lasting results. The swing is another example of a bad sleep prop. It is an amazing tool to assist in soothing. I'm not going to say it's not, but it should never become your baby's primary sleep location. And this is for many reasons. First and foremost are the safety concerns, which I really hope the recall of the rock and play and other inclined sleepers draw more attention to. But two, there's the poor quality of sleep your child's receiving while swinging to consider. See, sleep in motion appears to force the brain into a lighter state of sleep, and therefore it reduces the restorative power of the nap. And remember, when we're not getting restorative sleep we need, our body starts producing those sleep-fighting hormones that we're always talking so much about. But lastly, while swinging, a child will depend on that motion as a soothing tool rather than their own skills to fall asleep. So what happens when you turn the swing off? they'll wake right up. The snoo is the latest and most high-tech sleep prop I have seen. A child cries, it rocks. A child wakes up, it vibrates. It does everything, but allow a baby to learn how to self-soothe. I also have heard of concerns of a baby's position in the snoo. Strapped tightly in a swaddle in one position, that could really lead to the deformities that the recall rock and play was once held responsible for. Plagiocephaly is on the rise. One of the most dangerous sleep problems on the market, however, is administering melatonin to promote the onset of sleep in children. It can have detrimental effects. Yes, some pediatricians prescribe it, but as the only hormone available, 
that does not require a doctor's prescription, it is available over the counter. So what's the harm in using something that's naturally produced by the body? Melatonin is sold as a dietary supplement. As such, manufacturers are not held accountable to the FDA approval or regulation. For this reason, little research is available on how synthetic melatonin can impact children. One thing we do know synthetic melatonin can affect is a child's sexual maturation. The National Institute of Health warns on its website that due to its effects on other hormones, melatonin might interfere with the development during adolescence. We'll link to this in our show notes so you can dive more in depth on this research yourself. Another concern of using melatonin is the message we're sending as parents. Giving a healthy child a pill to do something they're capable of doing naturally, sleeping. Before serving up a dose of synthetic hormones, West Hartford pediatrician Dr. Tom Thompson recommends examining bedtime routines, exposure to bright screens, exercise, and diet as contributors to your child's poor sleep. We get it. As parents, we're bombarded with products aimed at helping our children sleep better. However, the key to developing an independent and healthy sleeper is committing the time and energy to provide your child with a strong foundation for healthy sleep. Mamas and papas, thank you so much for listening. It takes a village and I'm absolutely honored that you've allowed me into yours. If you want to know more about sleep props or any other sleep-related topic, please visit our website at wellrestedbaby.com. You'll find sleep tips, show notes, and more about Well-Rested Baby, our philosophies, and of course, our support packages aimed at helping your family develop healthy sleep habits to live life to its fullest. Quick spoiler alert, we do not judge. We're here to help you find a solution to your little one's sleep and a matter that reflects your comfort level, not ours. After all, I'm not Regina George. Sleep is not my gold hoops. And you can absolutely get on this trend too. Join us next week. Just hit the subscribe button where we'll chat the first nap transition in your little's life. The transition from three to two naps. Until then, sweet dreams and lots of coffee.